Hello and welcome to Reality Speaks. This is the podcast where we are here to talk about things. We talk about what's really going on in the world. What does the Bible really say and how should we as Christians live in this modern world? Well, we're doing a little bit of a bonus uh, with our AYC Perspective series. And AYC, as I have mentioned, is stands for Apostolic Youth Corps. It is the missions arm of the general... Oh, Lord, I'm sounding old again. Not the general youth division that doesn't exist anymore. The youth ministries division of the United Pentecostal Church International, also known as UPCI. Um, So they send out teams of youth and young adults to go help out in either North American missions, which is churches here in the United States and Canada, or... um, just missions, I think that's what it's called, global missions, that's the word, uh, which is various nations around the world outside of the United States and Canada. I believe some of the trips I've seen them posting on their Instagram page, go check out their Instagram page if you want some more information on it. That is AYCORE on Instagram, at A-Y-C-O-R-P-S on Instagram. They've been posting some interesting photos of the trips to Los Angeles, um, and one down in Louisiana, which I'm currently forgetting what city that is, uh, some trips to the Czech Republic, and Mexico, they, they've all looked very good, uh, oh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that's where I'm thinking of, but yeah, uh, just some of those going on, and I told you guys that our host this episode was going to be swapped, and someone was going to interview me. Now... Our host that I was thinking of got interrupted because we had some visitors over last week. So, some things, uh, the tables have turned. Well, (laughs) stop you right there. I'm asking the questions today. We have today the person that set up the Instagram account. That is how my mom told us to introduce the man. You know, I'll just be making Instagram pages. Yeah, he, he randomly... Uh, well, I, I told a little bit of that story in last week's episode that was posted on Friday with Shaylin Runk talking about the fact that teenagers just tend to know how to run social media better than us old folks. So, uh, <laughs> so we have with us today Jimmy Newland. He's not a teenager anymore, I'm 20. but he has been on a few episodes of the podcast. You know. <laughs> so, I guess we should just get into the interview. Okay. So, okay, so to start off today, Jacob, I've got a, I've got a couple questions wrote down for you, and I want you to tell me a little. To start off, I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. This is always weird, sitting across from someone else asking me questions. I've only ever done this, well, two or three times because my dad has elected to invite me on his podcast. But that one time when I was on with. Uh, Justin Gleason, mm-hmm. that was really weird. So, I'm usually the one asking questions, and this just feels weird. I'm just gonna say that. Um, hi, my name is Jaken. Um, if you've been following this podcast a while, you've heard my voice a lot. I don't know how much I've actually revealed about myself, though. Uh, except for like, uh, my name is Jaken. I've been preaching since I was 15 years old. Uh, so. 
That means 12 years. That means uh, in comparison to everyone else who has been interviewed for this perspective series, I am old. Uh, because the oldest one was 19 years old. Uh, and that this trip that we're about to go on for AYC, I'm like the second oldest youth age person think someone is about 30 that's going on this trip but anyway i'm getting off topic i've been preaching since i was 15 so that's 12 years i became a youth pastor when i was 17 so that's a little over 10 years and uh i have seen a few people that i youth pastored uh, become adults by now i think pretty much everyone that i actually was youth pastor for is an adult now one of the people i was youth pastor for the very first Sunday school class I ever taught had this young guy in it by the name of Texas Young. Uh, he was my co-host for a while until uh, our season break a little while back. Uh, he decided to go off and do bigger and better things uh, than this thing. So, But he married my sister, gave me a cool nephew named Corbin. Uh, I am now teaching the youth class at Sturgis Jesus Name Pentecostal Church. I know it's a very wordy name. Uh, I occasionally abbreviate, when I run the social media page for it, I abbreviate it to SJNPC. Uh, but yeah, I run this, I do, I take photos for the church. I um, teach a Sunday school class and I preach on occasion. I'm actually preaching this Sunday because as I mentioned in our intro, my dad, who I said was going to be doing this interview, is out of town. So I'm actually going to be preaching this Sunday. Um, and I think I'm going to give put a few little clips on the podcast of that message, actually. So give that a check out. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's a little bit about me. Uh, my I'm a nerd. I like to read books. I like to listen to podcasts. In fact, um, for my personality type thing, uh, there was actually a, a meme I saw a little while back, and it like back when Instagram was doing their auras. Uh, what it said for my personality type was um, like it was each one saying, "What's your Spotify aura?" And each one was like, "Oh, you're into country music. You're into this. You're into that." My personality type said, "Oh, I'm sorry. Podcasts don't have auras." <laughs> It's like, no, you don't listen to podcasts. You're a nerd. So, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I, I know a lot about you. I know a lot of people don't yeah, know you, a lot you about you. You do him, know a lot about me because really, I've been, I have been your Sunday school teacher. I've been in your life since you were the eight-year-old boy who was trying to figure out how to call his memo at camp so yeah, yes know. i know a little bit about well even child. even even further before then you know you guys have, i've been i mean i've known you since, since you were two, three two right or three. yeah two or three so i mean that's 18 years worth of my life i've spent around you guys and I, I kid you not when i talk about this man he is a strong man of god he, he really is the best part of my life and i don't know i'm excited for him to get to go on this kind of trip and get this experience He's a schmoozer, people. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and get back on topic. And I want to know, what is, what is your testimony? Okay, so like I said, I started preaching when I was 15. Um, Did you feel a call to God before then? Oh, yeah. Uh, but So I got the Holy Ghost. Uh, well, 
let me go back before then, actually. Let's rewind a little more. Um, I have been in church since I was born. Uh, I think most of the people in this podcast have said that. I grew up in church. <laughs> Something I've noticed about this trip, most of the people going on AYC are also Bible quizzers and stuff like that, uh, which kind of translates to they're the uh, super churchy people, typically. That's what it takes to say, oh, I'm going to raise like $2,000 to go on a missions trip and sacrifice a week of my summer. That sounds really churchy, so yeah, but... I, I grew up in church um, when I was a baby. I spent about a week in the hospital because there was like some... I swallowed feces coming out the womb and had to go to the NICU <laughs> because whatever. Uh, and But as soon as that time in the hospital was up, my next church service that I could go to, I was at. That's the way I've always said, how long have I been in church? The minute I was out of the hospital, I was at church. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, my parents, uh, the year I was born, my dad accepted his call to preach in 1996. Um, so, that's kind of been my life. I've been a preacher's kid ever since I can remember. My parents have taught Sunday school ever since I can remember. My dad was a youth pastor up until about the year before I uh, we started the church in 2006. In 2005, I received the Holy Ghost, I think October, November of 2005, when I was nine years old. And the way that went down was we were on the way to church... And I was, I listened to all that end time stuff, was into like the Left Behind movies and all that kind of stuff. And I was like really nervous about the idea of Jesus coming back because I think most people who grew up in church uh, remember freaking out about the idea that Jesus is going to come back and what if I don't make it? That's a very growing up in church fear, but that was one of the main things. I want to make it to heaven and I don't have the Holy Ghost. So I'm an eight-year-old kid who's at all, every altar call trying to pray through the Holy Ghost, like every Sunday during kids' church and all that. This Sunday night, we are on our way to church. I look out the window, and I see the moon is red. And I remember that line in the Bible that says, in the, when before Jesus comes, the moon will turn to blood, and the sun will go dark, and this and that. And I'm like, oh no, Jesus is going to come back. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost tonight. <laughs> yeah. So I we get to church, and the minute we get to church, I'm at our pew praying and repenting. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I, I love you. I'm sorry for all my sins and this and that. And then once service starts, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up front, and I'm going to pray through the Holy Ghost. So I walk towards the front with my hands raised and my eyes closed. That's the roles I remember. Uh, I remember uh, Sister Oliver preaching at junior camp. Go up front, lift your hands to heaven, uh, close your eyes, lift your head up, and use your outside voice. That's the words they used. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to praise Jesus and picture Jesus and all this. And I'm like, Jesus, I love you. I want the Holy Ghost. Jesus, I want... And then all the church starts crowding around me, and they're praying for me. And that's when I got the Holy Ghost. I remember that. So... Within that next year, by April of 2006, I'm not a past, I'm not just a preacher's kid anymore. I'm now a pastor's kid. So I remember all those uh, Saturdays. We would go to town in Marion, and we would pray and 
me and my sister would always be praying, God, send us kids to the church, send us kids to the church. And then we would go and knock doors. Uh, and for several weeks, nobody come to the church. Then we had a couple, like in midweeks, we would have some people from our home church come in and visit us. But then finally we started having people come in. I remember the first message I ever actually made, uh, I was not 15. The first time I ever did a message was for Kids Fest. I think at the time it was just called VBS. <laughs> but I made a little skit about a kid saying he wanted to be a superhero. And then being recruited to join God's army. <laughs> and then we kind of talked through the idea of getting the Holy Ghost and all that. That was my first time ever putting a message together. My 15th birthday. Uh, I am, We watch a movie about the Alamo. <laughs> and I'm throughout the movie just thinking, hey, this could preach. This could preach. This, this story could preach. So I go to bed. And what I had been doing at that point... Uh, when I was uh, throughout my 14th year was when I would lay in bed I would just kind of talk to Jesus I would lay in bed hey Jesus what's up how you doing like just that kind of prayer yeah like and like we would talk back and forth like like I would feel something and I would reply to it I'd feel something and I reply to it we just kind of talk <laughs> like yeah. no deep no deep like the kind of stuff that has woke up Jimmy in the middle of the night at KYC nothing like that just Talking to Jesus. <laughs> but then I just, about halfway through it, I just start feeling, okay, preach this and this and this. And talk about Nona Freeman and talk about uh, Peter and talk about Paul and talk about all these missionaries that have gone before and all this kind of stuff. And then work through and say, these are the heroes of the faith and we need to remember them and live more like them. And that became the message that I preached that Sunday. I woke up and I told my dad, hey, I've got a message. I need to preach it. And my dad said, okay, write it down. And that was my call to preach. That's where, but yeah, you asked if I felt the call before then. Mm -hmm. Junior camp. Junior camp? Junior camp. I was 12 years old. Um, I'm so going out of order in this story. It's jumbled. <laughs> but then 12 years old, that was a, a really critical part of my story. Uh that was the first time I ever heard someone say, you're going to be a preacher. Now I'd heard people say, oh yeah, you can do this. And I'd always kind of thought maybe I would preach someday. But I was like in no form of a hurry. <laughs> yeah, it's probably uh, scary. Uh, I mean, I remember my dad saying that he didn't want to preach because he had seen his brother answer the call before him. And he was like, I don't want that. Yeah. And that, he, he said, I first felt the call in like 93 or 94 was when he first felt his call. And he was like, uh, he said, God told him, you're going to carry my word. And he said, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, because He said, because I saw my brother answer his call to preach. And it did not look, it went badly. <laughs> it was going badly. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then he, he, he was like, no. And it said it took him two years of his of my mom telling him, just answer your call to preach already because you're miserable. You need to do this. And, and that's says Cheryl. So it's a Thursday night. Uh, I, it, I mean, it's I'm 12 years old at camp. We'll, we'll go here first. And I'm praying at the altar. I've already got the Holy Ghost. And 
the camp evangelist woman comes up to me and says, have you ever felt the call to preach before? Uh, sister, uh, sister Oliver comes up to me and says, have you ever felt the call to preach before? I said, I, I want to do what my dad does someday. And he's pastor. So I was like, yeah. And I told my dad about that and he wrote the date in his Bible. I don't know what the date was. I know I was 12 years old. I'm pretty sure I was 11, 12, somewhere in that area. That was my first time ever feeling like anyone said the call to preach. That didn't enter my mind ever again until my dad told me he had written it in his Bible after I was already preaching. Uh, so there's that part of the story. And then back to the 15-year-old part of the story. Like the Thursday before my birthday, I had been at church praying uh, in like a little corner in the stairwell or towards the back. Uh, and I had felt God say, you're going to carry my word. And I had heard my dad's story so many times. I was like, yes, Lord. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> uh, and so that was why I did it five years earlier than he did. I didn't wait till I was 20. I went, I like he, he was like 22 or whatever, 20, somewhere in that area. I don't know. I think he's 22 at this point in time. Uh, so I didn't wait four or five more years. I was like, yeah, God, let's do it. I'm 15. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so I preached my first message when I was 15 years old. We didn't tell anybody that I was going to. I, I, we didn't tell the church we was going to. I, we were going to make it a surprise because I didn't want anyone to know. I just wanted to do it and act like it wasn't a big deal. And I kind of wanted the surprise thing to happen. I got up and we, uh, I, I preached. I was like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's where that part of the story comes in. Um, now, of course, the next major element of the story is going to pop in. Uh, I became youth pastor at 17. Uh, so that was another interesting moment in my life. And I guess the next big highlight, uh, I had this. Hey, Corb. Hey, you've you not interrupted us? a podcast in a while, have you? You want to help? Because <laughs> I think the last time you interrupted a podcast, you couldn't talk. <laughs> yeah, he can yeah. talk now, dude. That's how long the podcast has been going. Almost as old as him. Yeah. I'm not editing this out. I don't care. <laughs> uh, you guys can go ahead and eat the Chinese food. It's okay. <laughs> You and Jimmy both got general subs. Okay. Um, so like I said, I'm not editing this out. I don't care because I'm calling this a bonus episode and it's just going to go out as soon as it's recorded. I've not done that in a little bit. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and put on the firefighter hat. It's okay. Okay, testimony. That's what I'm talking about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, your testimony. <laughs> uh, so, like, I guess the next major thing uh, that really pops into the story doesn't really pop in until I'm 23, I guess. Uh, what? I said the next major part of my testimony is when I'm 23. Uh, so, that was uh, a major element moment in my ministry when everything kind of began to shift. Everybody, we're gonna be... Um. No! No! We'll take Grace here. Let's just grab it. 
And we still have a little toddler dude talking to us. I'm sorry. At least he's a good toddler. Hi. At least he's a little kid. Yeah. Um, so, oh God, brain going blank a little bit. We're talking about your testimonies. Yeah, my testimony. Yeah, like I said, this is what comes with being the oldest is my testimony section is probably the longest of anyone's <laughs> because I'm old. Um, so, yeah, my testimony, when I was 23 years old, I was working as a substitute teacher. <laughs> Mm. Uh, yeah, and Jimmy's nods knowingly. Oh, yes, we're going dark, huh? Yes, mm. we're going dark. Uh, I was working as a substitute teacher at uh, a school whose name shall not be mentioned. Uh, we're just gonna. Jimmy yeah. went there. Okay, Jimmy. All right, fine. <laughs> but yeah, and I was going. Um, called in to teach a class that I did not sign up for on the day. All of this was an interruption. And let's be honest, it was a divine interruption. Because there, there's no other way to explain this. I feel like I need to back up like two days. This is the problem with... I should have just did what Jaden Law did and write this whole thing out and I wouldn't be jumping back and forth like a crazy person. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I really do think it was divine interruption because it didn't quite go according to plan. And the, what I've learned in my life is there's no such thing as a coincidence. God plans everything that happens. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. I, I, this is truly the truth. Uh, but at the time when you're in the middle of it, it feels hard to see that it's God's plan. Yeah. Uh, because... I'm working there, and some stuff happens. Some stuff goes down. I am have an incident where some words are said between me and a kid. It feels like a blip in my radar throughout the day. And then the day ends. I go home. Over the course of that weekend, uh, we meet up with a guy... Uh, we go to a Saturday uh, minister's training session with a man by the name of Ryan Near. He is a he's now a pastor in Colorado. Awesome man of God. If you ever have a chance, you should go follow the uh, I forget the name of it, but he's in Security Colorado. I think it's First Pentecostal Church of Security Colorado. You should go follow them on Facebook and watch his preaching. It's a it's he's really good. Uh, you can probably also check out some episodes of this podcast, and you'll probably hear him in it somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, while he's preaching, he's talking about, uh, I forget what his message was, but after service, I go up and shake his hand. I'm like, hey, awesome teaching. And he proceeds to just start letting stuff flow out of him, and he starts saying all this stuff, and I'm just like, what are you doing? And he's like saying all this stuff to me. And he says this one line in there that this line stuck out to me and said, when the river dries up, just stay where you are. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, everything's going swell right now. What are you talking about? 
that Sunday, I'm I've talked. I'm t- thinking of some stuff that I listened to, and he says, and he's talking about how this guy had to get sick, and it brought unity, and everyone's like, "Oh Lord, heal him, heal him!" But this one preacher feels God tell him, "It's it's not about him being healed. It's about bringing unity to this state's Pentecostal churches," and he's like, "Oh Lord." And I'm like, God, we we need this. And I, I felt, it's like I felt the Lord say, you're not going to get sick. My like, God, what what what's going to happen instead? <laughs> what do you mean by that, God? What do you mean like, by hold that, up, God? Hold up, hold up, hold up. So we get to Monday. <laughs> so we get to Monday. <laughs> and I'm sitting there uh, in, the, in a classroom that I'm subbing for. And... I hear over the speaker, uh, come to the office. A teacher comes in there and says, come to the principal's office, to me. And as every student knows, going to the principal's office is never a good thing. Especially when you're a teacher. (laughs) Especially when you're a teacher. So I get called in there, and I'm like, okay, so what's going on? There's like, are you Jake and Orton? Are you the Jake and Orton who subbed for us Friday? And uh, yes, yes. Um, Did you tell a kid to sit down or you were going to kill them? Excuse me? <laughs> uh, and we proceed to have this conversation where I just get more and more nervous as we're going and I'm just utterly confused. And by the end of this conversation, I no longer have a job. And by the time we get to Thursday, I know, and by the time we get to Wednesday, I no longer have my other subbing job. And then by the time we get to Thursday, a cop shows up my door and tells me he has a warrant for my arrest. And by that Thursday night, when I was supposed to preach for my 17th, or for, not my 17th birthday, good lord, for my 23rd birthday, I was about to preach that, uh, it was my 23rd birthday, and I get told, uh, my mugshot has went viral (laughs) for something I did not do. I proceed to spend the next 10 months without preaching, without Facebook, Without Instagram, without Snapchat, without any form of connection in social media, and not in ministry in any form except for writing on the blackboard for the youth class. I became the the assistant to the youth class instead of the youth class teacher, and I was told to just go dark by my bishop, and it was a good idea. I spent the next few months not working any sort of normal job. My career plans were out the window. My ministry plans were severely reduced. And things changed. The tables turned. As I said for the title of this episode. The tables turned. And God totally threw me for a loop. Through that time, I got closer to God in prayer. Through that time, my ministry changed. At another point, Brother Nier visited us again and he said... You need to learn to preach without a pulpit and minister without a microphone. And I feel like I really learned to do things differently. My mom learned to do things differently. If you've ever heard her tell her testimony, I think in the Mother's Day episode of the Stay podcast, she mentioned this story about you need to learn how to pray differently. This moment changed everything. During this time, uh, a lot of things changed. A lot of things changed. 
And really, I don't know how much it's really going to change yet still. Uh, the next three years of my life were weird. The next ten months of my life were really weird. Uh, but yeah, the world transformed during this time. 2019 is when this happened. The next year, 2020, this podcast started. Uh, but also the entire world uh, got to see a big change <laughs> during 2020. Uh, so uh, the, the world shifted. I saw God do miraculous things in 2019, though. A lot of people talk about 2020. Oh, that year is the worst year ever. 2020 really didn't feel that bad to me. <laughs> because I was putting it in comparison to the year that I spent with everything shut down in my life. In 2020, uh, my job didn't change. <laughs> in 2019, my job changed big time. <laughs> so... That's the different perspective God gave me. And I feel like, honestly, because I went through that, I have been able to help so many people who have went through very confusing circumstances. I was able to tell people, yeah, I understand what it's like to have your entire plans get shifted. And still, I don't know if I've really figured out the full extent of what's going to happen because of that yet. But here we are. Um... So has anything else changed? Uh, yeah, one more big element. Uh, once we got through that, spent the next. I got to go back to youth pastoring. I got to do that, all that. And yet again, I tried to make plans, and I just don't think God likes it when you try to make plans. Uh, I was planning this big shift in my life where I was gonna say, "Okay, I'm done youth pastoring," uh, and I'm gonna hand it off to this other young fella who's closer to the kid's age, and then I guess God said, no, you're going to still be youth pastor. Uh, because uh, February, uh, I was had all these plans in motion, and then God just proceeded to say, it's time for a change again. And Harvest House uh, disappeared, and Sturgis Jesus Name Pentecostal Church entered my life. And here I am teaching a youth class again. <laughs> when I was ready to hang up the youth pastor hat, God said, not yet. So we'll see what God does. Uh, and I, I really just am really excited to see where this goes. Uh, but we're supposed to be talking about AYC, not just me. So let's get back to that, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I got another question. What ministry... Is that good? Yeah, you should eat that. What's the question, Jimmy? What ministry do you believe God is calling you to? I recently uh, was praying. I mean, obviously, first and foremost, uh, I am a preacher. I, I preach to young people. I teach the Word of God uh, weekly in a youth class. And I do this podcast thing. You may have heard of it. Or maybe you hear it right now in your earbuds. <laughs> Or your car speakers or whatever you're listening to us on. Um, I don't know. Maybe you're watching us, listening on your Apple TV. I don't know what you're doing. But uh, I do this thing. and But recently, I, I kind of felt this to sum it all up. I was praying on a Saturday recently. I felt God give me this statement. He said, yours is a ministry of words. However you decide to share those words whether it be through a poem, a story, a message, a podcast, whatever it may be, whether you're preaching, yours is a ministry of words. And I, God, t 
tells me words and I put them out there to the world. However he wants to put those out is up to him. Whether, I mean, I've written some stories here and there. Uh, none have been published. I've written some poems. Uh, they've never made it past Facebook. But hey, that's, uh, well, I guess there was that time I decided to share it at the Christmas program. But hey. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it, God gives me words and I put them out there to the world. So that's that's what I feel God's telling me to do. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like it's not our timing. It's always God's timing. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that kind of goes back to the story of uh, the Harvest House shift and even the career shift with the substitute teaching. And even Corbin here. Uh, <laughs> he man, wanted to eat it like that. I, I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> you, you never know what God's going to do. He brings you magical Corbins. Yeah, he, he brings stuff into our life. You, you want to sit in the chair and join us? Uh-uh, okay. Well, you gotta talk to the people, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a microphone. Okay, go on, Jimmy. <laughs> what made you decide to do AYC in this year, 2023? Why not any time before? Because before I really decided that I couldn't afford it, and then God was like, well, if you can do this, you can do that. Okay, so this story, all, a lot of the reason I'm going on AYC this year is about this man by the name of Taylor Fish. Reverend Taylor Fish. Yeah, know. the Reverend Taylor Fish. The great apostle of our time, Taylor Fish. The man that Bishop White says could pray a rock or a stump through to the Holy Ghost. That Taylor Fish. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so we are at Homecoming 2022. He is not on the schedule to preach. But the man who is on the schedule to preach has his flight stuck in a different state mm. he gets stuck thanks to weather in a different state and i have no idea who's going to preach that service i have literally no idea but pastor benjamin white says to brother taylor fish brother taylor you're preaching tonight and don't study don't pray about what you're supposed to preach. You're preaching this message that I heard you <laughs> preach in Little Rock, Arkansas. And he said, yes, pastor. <laughs> yeah. He said, yes, pastor. So he gets up and he preaches this message titled The Ministry of Worms. And he says this word in the middle of it, says this sentence in the middle of his message. My ministry is not about me. And I'm in the middle of, I had just signed up for a course uh, to become a coach of personality coaching. If you see my hat, you'll know what I'm talking about. Talk Enneagram to me. Yeah, I was signing up to be an Enneagram coach, which since then I, I have decided to do that uh, coaching program again. But during that message, basically what I felt God was say, cancel the class, get your money back. You have enough money. If you The money you would be spending on this course, you could go on a missions trip. And I was like, Oh, okay, God, we are going to go on a missions trip then. We are going to focus on helping other people's ministry, not just my own ministry. And I felt God tell me, if you're going to be willing to invest in something that you just think is cool, you should be willing to invest money into something that will further 
the ministry and help things move forward. Um, so I felt God saying that time with Brother Taylor Fish. Hey, buddy, it's okay. And I felt him say, use this money that you would be using for this course to... Uh, Uh, to do missions. Uh, yeah, so use that money to do missions. So, why South Dakota? I had no idea what I was doing, and I really wanted to do a foreign trip. Because, the, like I said, the amount of money I used on that course was enough to do a foreign trip. Yeah, and we've always talked about, me and you, together, we've wanted to go on trips to, like... Like, remember, the Czech Republic trip yeah, sounded Czech, really cool. Me and you both talked about that, wanting to go. Yeah, so I'm talking to my mom on the way to church one day. And I was talking through all the trips, and I was like, I really don't know which one to go on. She was like, okay, just do pros and cons of every trip. Smart words. I was like, okay. So I thought about the Czech Republic trip. I was like, well, this sounds really cool. And I like the World War II history stuff that they're talking about. You get to go see. Uh, and, and then I thought, well, but let's be practical. What applies to what we're doing in ministry right now? I said, there's a home missions pastor who is in, um, I, I think it was Quebec City. And I was like, well, we are connected to home missions and all this and that. And then there was the one trip to Los Angeles, and that sounded really cool. But I was like, we aren't really dealing with inner city stuff whatsoever where we are. <laughs> um, we don't deal with inner city stuff. We don't deal with reaching foreign stuff. Uh, my money range could have went to Mexico, but it really didn't feel like it applied to where we were. But what we were trying to do right now was what's going on in South Dakota. A church that was started in 2006... Uh, the pastor started feeling burden for towns outside of his own town and was now not only reaching into the church that was started in 2006, but was reaching into a city some distance away. Does this sound familiar, Jimmy? Yeah, it sounds like the Sturgis thing where we were not only in Marion, but we were also in Sturgis is the way that I feel like this uh, South Dakota uh, not only Watertown, but reaching into Millbanks and Millbank and Brookings and some of the other cities that Brother Brown is doing. And I'm like, I feel like doing this will equip me to better do what I'm doing right now. And also, this uh, burden and vision connects to both things. And I feel like the burden transfers in a good way. I know that it sounds very logical, but. I've noticed that there are some people who've made incredibly logical arguments and some people who've made incredibly uh, just spiritual arguments. So that's that's where I am. <laughs> so what do, what do you hope to see God do with this trip? Well, I actually wrote something down the other day. And I have this little paper where I was praying and I felt God say... Well, I don't know if I felt God say or if God just told me to write some stuff down. I said, 
I want to make good godly connections with people. And I already have, through these this podcast series, reached to several people and made some good godly connections. But I really hope to make some in-person ones. And maybe even with some people that I've not even met yet. Maybe with people who live in South Dakota. Maybe with people who are just fellow trip attendees. I really want my passion to awaken even more than it has. Uh, because in time I've let my passion for ministry really die more than it should have. And honestly... A lot of that is probably going to come from a man who inspired my passion back in 2018 when he preached Kentucky Camp. Uh, Brother Brown's passion for prayer, for reaching souls, I really would love to see that inspiration come into my life and to give me better direction. And also, I want to uh, reach out, to be bold, and to do more for the kingdom of God. And I would love to see some people get the Holy Ghost. I'd love to see some people get healed. I'd love... To see some people who've never heard the gospel hear the gospel. And even some people who've gotten, like me, a little tired in their time get closer to God. So i got one final question for you. Okay. And then I, I, I just want to know, what are you doing to prepare? So what am I doing to prepare? Just in general. Okay, well. Everything you're doing. I've been right praying. Now. I've been praying about this trip. I, there's an AYC prayer journal that they gave us, and I've uh, been doing that. I've got one devotional left to do, to fill out in that journal, and I, I will probably either do that today or today before bed, or probably tomorrow in the morning. Uh, and I've also uh, I'm subscribed to the Watertown Church of South Dakota podcast and i've listened to some messages from brother brown and he's up and i've tried to get lined up with his burden and with the other people in that area for what's going on i actually heard a message from sister jordan brown uh, brother brown's wife and she preached uh she preached this really good message and talked about some of the problems that they have in south dakota and what what the what they're going on with them spiritually, and kind of what they would like to see happen. So I'm trying to get my passion in the same direction as theirs is. I understand that. Right. So what else? Like I get, I'm trying to figure out how to word this exactly. Have you talked to your pastor any about this? Like people around you, what do they think about you going on this trip? What do they think it's going to do for you? Well, a whole lot of what I've heard is, like I said about the godly connections, maybe me talking about the fact that meeting some people who are in the same direction as what I want to see happen in my life, what they want to see happen in their life, and make those connections and make some good friends, and also just to see some... See a move of God. Yeah, have see a, good a move time. of God. And, and honestly, have a good time is also important. That is true. And... The meeting friends is important. So, both of those things. I, that's all my questions for today. I, I thank you for letting me come on and ask you these questions, Jacob. Okay, been a, Jimmy. It's been a really uh, good yeah. thing. All right. So, I guess... Uh, well, I've made everyone else do this, so I guess I should do this. I will pray and lead us out in prayer. <laughs> uh, I, I will lead us out in prayer since I made everyone else do this. I didn't write that in the questions, so... I guess I will lead us out in prayer. Jesus, I love you, and I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for Jimmy. I thank you for him being here today and to ask me these questions, to turn the tables on me, and make me talk way more than 
and I, I know I have elected to talk way more than uh, I suppose maybe I should have, but uh, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this trip that's about to happen. I pray that each and every person who's going on this trip would be blessed and that they would fill your direction and that you would bless the people of South Dakota, that you would bless Brother and Sister Brown, that you would bless our chaperones and that you would take care of them, Lord God. And I pray that you would help the people who listen to this to maybe be inspired to go further, to try and do something along these lines in the future and to be more like you. And to answer your call to go into all the world and preach the gospel because it's you gave us power when the Holy Ghost came on us to be witnesses. In Jesus' name, we love you. We thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Corbin, do you have any final words before we go? Corbin, you want to say anything to the viewers? Say bye. 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 <laughs> bye. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you Jimmy for listening. I'll see you soon. <laughs>